This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for How I Met Your Friends comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We're about to get weird for a second. It's time to gear up and give the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned their electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 2.0, has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag. That sounds like something I could get behind. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep you feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Just remember, trimming your tree isn't just for dudes either. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up and make Santa proud this year. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Julie. How are you? Mm, pretty tired. Oh, I know. Me too. No, it's been like a rough week. Yeah. Are you yeah. excited um, for our double friends episode? Yeah, and our new friend. Well, we are so happy to have everyone here listening. Um, this episode will come out on Thanksgiving, so I hope that means that if you're um, in the kitchen prepping your huge meal, you're listening to us. Because or that would hiding be... in Ooh. the laundry room with the booze. I was going to say, or hiding. <laughs> and we are so excited to welcome Katie from the podcast, Thank Fucking God It's Friday. So, hi, hi Katie. Hello. Uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So I do a 90s TV podcast and, sorry, <laughs> I do a 90s TV podcast and each week we talk about a different TV show and basically in the context of two different episodes. We talk about the show as a whole but also watch two different episodes and do a bunch of trivia and things that people, myself included, don't really know about the TV show. And occasionally we'll do movies too. I'm way more of a TV person and my co-host Drew loves movies. And so he kind of brings that movie element in. Well, that's a nice crossover. And yeah. it looks like you might be wearing a shirt that is relevant to our talk it today. It is. You yes. are wearing I'm the wearing... girls. Oh, it's yeah. so cute. <laughs> oh, I love that shirt. Um... Well, got it at Target. Nice. Did you really? I, I mean, Target yeah. has so much friend stuff right now. Well, I have to say that when I first found your podcast, I think it was because it was mentioned um, on the podcast, Hey Beautiful. Yep. And yep. I went, and this was probably almost, oh, this was a year ago because I was still in Portland. Mm -hmm. I listened to your Fresh Prince episode first. And started bawling. I started crying Aww. so hard. Like... <laughs> The, the episode you guys picked for for that and the clip that you play about Will talking about why his dad and then his uncle um, hugs him. I'm just like, 
<laughs> when boys cry oh my god like it's so and I've heard that and maybe you guys said this too the um when Uncle Phil hugs him and his hat like goes off that wasn't scripted and so yeah. he like pushes the hat off Will and is like yeah for real like hugging oh I can't I'm gonna get goosebumps again Okay. Yeah, my co-host, uh, he cries every time he watches that episode, too. He actually was watching that episode, like, before we recorded, like, putting together his notes and stuff. And he was like, I'm going to cry over here. That I mean, that's so sweet. So tell Drew we said hi. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we're excited to have you for our Double Friends episode. We figured that since we've heard and after listening to your Friends episode that you are possibly as much of a Friends freak than we are. Like maybe, I mean, there's there's no way to gauge it, but I feel like you're a, a sister from another mister. Oh, yeah. Friends <laughs> yeah, is my all-time favorite show. Yes. So I am very happy to be here talking about two Friends episodes. Yay! Okay. I mean, I love How I Met Your Mother as well, but... I mean, Friends is my jam. Right. Um, so here, real quick, since we've gone over this um, in our first season, Katie, how old were you when Friends started? I was nine. Oh. oh. So closer, because you were eight? Uh, no. 94? Yeah. How old am I? I was eight. You were eight, <laughs> nine. I was 13. Okay. Okay. I love this. Okay. I did watch it as it was airing. As far as I know, I don't know if I was watching like every episode, but I definitely remember watching, you know, when I was really little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was it like an older sibling or did your parents like it? I think it must have been my parents. Yeah. And Kathleen, you kind of watched it with your mom, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of always like it was always on. Yeah. On the local channels. Good. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So today's episodes are the one with the race car bed and the one with the giant poking device. So... We're going to start with the race car bed. Um, I love this opening because it is Ross just blabbing about dinosaurs. And then we tune him out. And get everyone's internal monologue. Yes. So. It makes me really. <laughs> Rachel, you know, if I look at him one way, he looks like this cute actor. Gosh, and then, I really love him. Yeah. And then Monica's like, oh, dinosaurs, when is this going to become extinct? And. What does Chandler say? Uh. If I could fly and be invisible, that, that would be, be the, the best. best. And then Gunther says, "What is he even? What does she even see in this guy?" Yeah, I, I love, love Rachel. <laughs> now and this is the first time that we hear that Gunther loves Rachel. I was mm -hmm. gonna say, I feel like it's just been implied in the past, right? That he that he you know kind of thinks that she's great and whatever. But yeah, this is the first like I wish Rachel was my wife, like. I mean, that's it's just, it's so cute. I mean, well, I, it's cute and also crossing into a little creepy. Like, is it? I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't ever do anything. No, yeah. he doesn't ever do anything overtly creepy, in my opinion, but he very much like, well, it, something he says to Ross later is a little funny. But what I really do love is Joey He's is just humming. humming. The elephant walk, and I have a dog that I used to joke with that I always thought that he had carousel music in his head because he was just a happy, goofy dog. Um, and then Phoebe, who's who's singing because she's in, <laughs> in tune, tune to people's um, like psychic energy. Um, and then we see the gang watching Happy Days, and turns out Ross and Monica used, used to, to play Happy Days. Now there is a Happy Days game. 
No, but they were playing pretend. Yes. They were actually being the characters in in the show. And Joey makes fun of them. He says uh, something about... Was, was, it, it, was the egg neighborhood the cry? Egg, egg the Gellers. Um, Katie, do you agree that Monica and Ross are their own special kind of siblings? Oh my gosh. They're so the other way from most siblings that I know. Yeah. Like... You know, their dance that they do later. Oh, and <laughs> What's funny about that is that my sister and I even took a dance class together when we were little. And I'm telling you, neither of us could remember, you know, like I'm just saying, like, you know, we have, I don't know if you've listened to enough of our episodes, Katie, my sister and I are half siblings. And so we didn't live together very much when we were kids. And obviously not at all, you know, later, but we had... I mean, maybe a few things that were, like, jokes that only we knew about or things that we still say to each other now. But I sometimes look at siblings like this and I'm just like, huh? You're really that close? Like, that's weird to me. But that's and just weird that to me. I think Monica and Ross think it's normal. Yeah. They do think it's normal. I feel like it has something to do with, like, maybe their parents... I've met a few people like this where their parents are like, you're the best and no one's as good as you and all these things. And so it kind of makes them hard to relate to with other kids. Mm. And I feel like maybe that was what was going on. Um, Okay. So then uh, we see a commercial for the Mattress King, which is Janice's soon-to-be ex-husband. And Chandler's trying to get the channel changed. Yeah, everybody's Ooh. booing, and she's like, "No, I want to see this because when I half divorce of that him, kingdom's gonna yeah, be mine. Half that kingdom's mine." And the commercial is really terrible. He's using their divorce to sell mattresses, which is like I feel like something. I don't know how to phrase it. Like maybe it's just because it's a local store, but I can't imagine that you'd see that. It'd be like if M Jacobs like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's really funny, and he's dressed up. He's even wearing basically like a cod piece, because at the end of the commercial, <laughs> it zooms out, and he like kind of thrusts his yeah. cod piece towards the camera. Um, and then we find out that Ross and Rachel are going to have dinner with uh, Rachel's dad, and Ross is what I wrote down is Ross is a hard pass. He's not even a little bit interested. <laughs> no. Um. So, real quick, has just without naming names, has anyone dated someone where with the family you were like, I really don't want to go hang out with your family? I really haven't. I've had very good relationships with boyfriends, parents, and always got along. But I'm, can you think of one? I'm still friends with some of my ex's <laughs> families. Oh, man. <laughs> That's kind of But fun. not them. Right. Well, I mean... It's always kind of hard because sometimes you do. You're like, I want to stay with your family, but I don't like you. Yeah. Um, Katie, you've, have you no. had any experience with that? No. I haven't met, like, a ton of, like, exes' families mm-hmm. to begin with. But, yeah. yeah, the ones that I did meet, they're all fine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so what we uh, – right here. So she's at the coffee house when this happens. But what I do want to point out um, – we're going to get a little bit of backstory behind, you know, some more of Rachel's family. But in this scene, her red hair is so to die for. Um, I know you can't tell from the image we have going on right now, Katie, but that is like my, that might be really close to the color of my hair is right now. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so Rachel is not only, like, my fashion icon, like, dream wardrobe, but when they have her red hair like this, now what's funny is that Jennifer Aniston actually has, like, wavy curly hair, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, flat ironing the hell out of it, and I have super curly hair. So believe me, when I used to straighten it, it was because I wanted to be Rachel Green. (laughs) Um, I have since embraced being a curly girl. As you should. As I should. Um, But I do love her red hair in this season, and it makes me so sad when she starts lightening it back to blonde. But um, we have Joey come in, and he tells everyone that he got a gig. And for me, that sounds like he got an acting gig, but what he is talking about is he got a job teaching a class at like a learning annex, like an extension school. like a little night class at the community college. Um, And he's really excited, and then Ross bursts his bubble by saying, you know you can't sleep with any of your students, right? (laughs) That would be his first thought. But here's a funny thing about that, and I'm not sure they meant it as foreshadowing, but we have to remember that Ross eventually dates one of his students in, like, season seven, eight, whatever. Uh, Her name is Elizabeth. And it does go terribly. It goes pretty great for Rachel. Yes. Um... So, Joey teaches his first class, and uh, he, like, tells people that some of them are not pretty enough to be on soap operas, which (laughs) is so terrible. I feel like that's when you tell someone that you have a face for radio. Like, I've heard that before. Not to me personally. Oh, good. But, like, that's kind of one of those things where you're, like... You have, yeah, you have a face for radio is something I've That's heard. a phrase. It is yeah. a phrase. That's hurtful. Um, so he comes back to the apartment to tell, and he's going to tell Phoebe all about it. And then turns out he also got um, an audition for the part of Nick the Boxer on All My Children. And I feel like this is one of those um, things that maybe, I don't know about you, but I've been experiencing lately, like good things happening in a row and then them all bad things happening in a row um but he uh so he's telling phoebe about it and then there's a knock on the door it's the mattress king delivery and you know turns out monica bought a bed oh wait i skipped over that part i'm sorry monica and phoebe (laughs) sorry monica and phoebe go to the mattress king phoebe says you can't you know you can't buy from him what if chandler finds out then they lay on the bed they lay on this pillow top mattress which by the way looks very similar to the bed i have just Mm -hmm. saying 90s um and so you know we find out that she did buy it so phoebe lets them in signs for the delivery and then they pretend to box but phoebe ends up hitting joey in the nose twice I mean, Which, she has street skills, so. Oh, yeah. And she's wearing a shit ton of rings. Right. Which, I mean, if you, even if she hadn't connected with his nose, like, connecting with a cheek with a ring on is, you know, that doesn't feel good. Um, so, they don't see it because uh, they're holding his nose back f- because it's bleeding, but the wrong bed is delivered. And we just see the frame and of... Phoebe already signed for it as Monica. And we, so we know that Monica's Monica Falula Right. And so I feel like in trivia, this should be an allowed answer for Monica's middle name. But it's not. It's not really her middle name, but it's the only middle name we ever hear for Monica. Um, I mean, it has to be Elizabeth, right? Because her initials <gasps> were M-E-G. So my only other thought Ellen? was Elaine. Ooh, Elaine. Oh. Which is actually my aunt's middle name. So like... For some reason with Could that. Could also be Erica. 
But I don't think that they would be terrible enough to give her two A names. Monica, Erica. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. Sorry, yeah, scratch that. I've always thought it was Elaine. Monica Elaine. Just because it's I'm, very... I'm on board with Elizabeth, but apparently I love that because I gave that to both of the girl animals. That's true. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, so then we're at dinner with um, Rachel's dad um, and... Basically, he's just the worst. Like, we're going to see him be even more terrible in a couple seasons when Rachel has to tell him that she's pregnant. But, but he makes fun of Ross for being allergic to lobster, which is not funny. It will it, kill you. Shellfish will kill you. Um, your house Ross is has a lot of allergies. Right? So I think we know... So when they're talking about the pie, it's kiwi and what else? It's ki- But I don't think she lists lobster. Yeah, I don't think so. Or maybe they say shellfish. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but there was a whole list of things. Kiwi yeah. was a thing I didn't know people were actually allergic to. So what I've heard more than anything, and I've experienced a little bit myself, is um, I juiced a, some kiwis one time to like put in with everything else, and I don't think I had taken enough of the outer on it. So I know that a lot of people will have a reaction if a little bit of that fuzz is left. Oh. But I full on started like my inside and the outside of my throat started itching intensely. Wow. Yeah. So what's up? So the official list from Friends Fandom on Wiki is Ross is allergic to lobster, peanuts, and kiwi, as revealed by Monica in the one okay. with the baby Maybe on the bus. Maybe she does say lobster. Okay. So um, by the end they of the... actually had some continuity then. Yeah. Right? yeah. Amen. That's rare for Friends. I know, right? <laughs> And yet we still love them. And we keep going yeah. back. Um, so when they go to leave, uh, Mr. Green pays the bill and says that he's going to go say hi to some friends that they saw. And Ross realizes that he only tipped like 4%. And so he wants to leave a $20 bill and Mr. Green sees it and makes him pay the whole bill. Well, so Ra- um, Rachel doesn't even give him the chance to like do this he she says no this is just the way the daddy Mm -hmm. is and i mean as a server myself i absolutely would tell any one of my parents to not be ridiculous yeah excuse me somebody's got to pay the bills around here and you cut me off and so (laughs) mr green points out that it was a 200 hundred dollar bill and he leaves 20 bucks and looks like the hero and so at 20 that's still still only 10 percent so ouch yeah yeah. Katie, have you ever worked in a service industry? No, I haven't. Okay. I've always worked a, like, somewhat corporate job mm. other than when I worked at the school newspaper in college. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I mean... It's not a friendly beast. Right. And I've never worked anywhere where tips were um, allowed. Like, we, we had a tip jar that we had to hide at Starbucks because technically you can't accept tips. But if people were really, like, insistent, like, we could put them in and then hide it, which was... Oh ridiculous what, there's not a tip jar at the on the counters at the starbucks no here? you're not allowed to accept tips at starbucks at the or, starbucks in barnes and noble we were not allowed to accept tips or because it was at barnes and maybe it was because it was barnes and noble yeah i there, don't there are tip jars at other ones and okay yeah. through that, the starbucks app you're right that oh yeah, yeah but i feel like that's new but either the last, way like five years probably um which when is about I the time to, I stopped going to right? Starbucks. When I used to wrap presents for people at Barnes & Noble, they would be like, can I tip you? And oh, I yeah. was like, I'm not really supposed to. And they would just kind of shove me the $2. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Like, doink. <laughs> like, in my pocket. Um, yeah. 
So, so they leave dinner and Mr. So Green is mad. So, can we talk mad. about how he, like, shreds up whatever payment thing? How? how? No, they've already run, run your, your credit card. Unless they're on hand tickets, which, who, who's using a hand card reader? Even he does well, that, is, that is a hand card reader, because well, that's the carbon copy thing. Right. So, they're doing that at some high-class restaurant? In 95, 96? Was, yeah. Yeah, I have to yeah, I have to think All so. Because right. even in the early 2000s, if um, we always had that as a backup at Barnes & Noble, because well, I mean, obviously we, we lost power. At, we, have a back, we have it as a backup yeah. at Lowe's, too. Yeah. But, like, as a backup. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, this was the carbon copy thing, it looked like. Yeah. That's true. I, I think so. Um so yes, yeah, so then, and then Ross, somebody has to type it in all oh, of them in at the end of the night. Oh, that screw that. Fun. Can you um, imagine millennials watching this episode and having these same questions? And they've got like, like their not Samsung having watch. any context for what's going on. We we <laughs> could just pay Samsung with our watch. watch. I don't understand why you need a carbon <laughs> copy of anything. I don't even I take guess millennials receipts. isn't the right term. What is after millennials Gen Z? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I feel like even some I feel like even some millennials. Anyway, um, so then we see Joey at his class again, and he's kind of giving what I classify as weird advice, but yes. he's, he's explaining to them that what's really important in soap opera acting is your reactions to other people. So if it's, um, news that you didn't know about, it's a shocked face. And if it's, um, something evil, it's the fish hook in your eyebrow, which I had a boyfriend in high school who could do this face really well. And then if you have like kind of bad news you have to divide 232 by, by 13. 13 and so he you know gets this really um intense face and um I think it's I just appreciate that he has funny names for the things it kind of reminds me of when Phoebe comes up with weird names for the, the guitar, guitar chords like totally iceberg old and lady, old lady. <laughs> um and so then at the end of class um this very attractive young man comes up and says, uh, can I ask for your help? I'm up for an audition. And, and Joey's like, oh, my, you know, my first student with an audition. And he's so excited. And he, the kid goes, yeah, it's for all my children, Nick the Boxer. And you, you see, see Joey see do the 232, 232 divided by 13. Face. And um, I can't imagine how stressful that must be though do you know what I'm saying like when you see people at the same auditions just because that must happen a lot in that industry um I know that recently I've been up for the same jobs as some of my friends in Portland and the thing that made me really happy was that the one who did get the job over me I was like okay I accept that she is excellent at what she does and I feel okay about it there's been a couple others where I was like you got the job and I didn't even get an interview Hmm, I don't feel good about this. Yeah. So I can kind of see where Joey goes with this next thing, but we're going to get to that in a minute. So um, Rachel and Ross get back to the apartment, and by now she's actually mad at him for going behind her dad's back and tipping. I don't get this. I don't either. None of it makes sense to me. Like, Katie, do you think Rachel's out of line for being mad at Ross? Yeah, I mean, I understand where she's coming from, but Ross was obviously acting in the best interest of the server, and Mm -hmm. Rachel is also a server, and so it's kind of his projection to protect her in a way. 
Um, and it is really funny at dinner. She actually says, well, if he was a, a, a coffee house customer, we'd be serving him sneezers. That's disgusting. And there is, <laughs> there is a reference to it later of another one called a sneeze muffin, um, which is also really gross. But we see Phoebe, who is, like, freaking out about the bed. She doesn't tell them exactly what happened, but she mentions that, like, Monica's going to be really mad at her. And does Monica still turn the light on in her bedroom? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Yeah, she does. So, so Phoebe goes into Monica's room to somehow try and fix what she's done. So Rachel says, you know, Ross, you have to be nice to my dad. You have to be the bigger man, you know, and he's like, I could be a big giant man and say, like me, tiny doctor. And he still wouldn't. And then we see her have a little bit of a meltdown, very similar to the one at her birthday. Well, she brings up valid points. Yeah. You know, she's already got her life is separating itself and she's not super happy about it. I think Rachel and I are the same. We don't really like change. No, I agree. And as an ad- I can't imagine what it feels like as an adult to watch your parents go through a divorce. All of the ones that I witnessed were before my 14th birthday, so it was more kind of like, well, you know, cool, I already live with one parent over another, so what's the big deal? And Rachel doesn't live with either of her parents, but I get that her um the the effect for her is that she can't be with them together because they won't, they can't get along. Um, well, and then there's also that when you're an adult, you see your parents more as people mm-hmm. than you do when you're a kid. And so she's kind of having to balance that as All well. at the same time, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think maybe she's finally seeing what, what unhappiness her parents must have been going through for however long, you know, um, when they're complaining at her birthday party, you know, her dad's complaining about her mom and the bonsai trees and her mom's complaining about her dad and the boat. And, you know, they, and you see them being very, um, immature and very, um, just mean to each other and telling that to your child, no matter what age you are, if you badmouth a child's other parent, they're not going to take it well. I just don't think no. they will. Um, I think that my mom has always done a really good job. And even when she's really mad at my dad, she's just like, your dad is your dad. I'm like, cool, thanks. Yep. Um, but so they do decide to plan a brunch with Mr. Green to try and like smooth things over. Um, so Monica gets home, uh, goes into her room, finds the race car bed. Um, you know, Phoebe's like, oh, whatever, you know, tries to explain that she signed for it because Monica wasn't there and Joey didn't, Joey left his nose open and Monica goes, did you make brownies today? And it's not the only reference to Mm -hmm. edibles, but I do think it's funny, especially since on How I Met Your Mother, we have so many references to sandwiches. Yep. Um, and I am a partaker of sandwiches again lately, so I do want to try a brownie one of these days. Um, I do like edibles. I do not want to make the brownies. My dad, my dad made pot brownies one time, but he used like old marijuana that had been through a vaporizer. And so they were not potent and you could eat like, you know, five inches of a brownie and not feel anything. Oh my. Oh, that's That's too bad. Um, A for effort, though. A for effort. No, I've heard it's very, um, it's very complicated. So Chandler comes in and starts laughing because she has a race car bed. 
and both Monica and Phoebe try and pretend that this is the bed that's always been there. Like, how self-involved are you? And he's just like, well, why is there still plastic on the mattress? <laughs> he brings up some pretty good points. It's a, valid, it's a valid question. And Monica's like, sometimes I have bad dreams. Um, just and really... reaches for Phoebe's hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the girls do play into this very well. Like, it's really funny. You know what? Because girls are really good at, like, covering oh, for each man, other. Oh, man, they are. What's that joke? Uh, you know, a wife didn't come home, so the husband called all of her girlfriends, and all of them but one said, yeah, we were out until such and such time, and the last one was like, yep, yeah, actually, she's still here, passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, so then... Uh, Ross and Rachel have Mr. Green over for brunch um, at the apartment and um, Ross has been like rubbing his neck through a couple different scenes but he won't go to the chiropractor and Mr. Green asks him why and uh, Rachel says well I've been telling him to go to my chiropractor and they gang up on her about this chiropractor. They start, well, I mean, because in the hallway, Ross says, I'm not going to a doctor that got a certification in a mini mall. Right. So it's like already there. And I feel like this was a time in the 90s um, when like chiropractic was being um, more popular, but I think a lot of people didn't still understand it. And they were like, what, a, like a chiropractor is just a quack. Like it's just yeah. somebody who's telling you there's something wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, and so Rachel tries to, uh, defend her chiropractor whose name is Dr. Bobby, but his full name Robert is Bobby, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, his name is Bobby Bobby. Yeah. Her dad just has a field day with this. Um, but so Rachel thinks the, so the chiropractor has told Rachel that she does have one leg shorter than the other. Now. I went to a chiropractor in the late 90s because I was a cheerleader and I had a lot of, like, issues with being, like, stepped on. So what they figured out was, or what they claim, is that over the years and whatever had happened, it wasn't that my legs were shorter, but one of my hips was riding about, like, a quarter of an inch higher. So it was making my spine a little out of alignment. Cool, bro. So he did a few adjustments. You know, I would go see him every now and then. Here's what I don't understand. And A, they say to her, they're like, you're just leaning. I think she's leaning. Two inches, two inches is quite a difference. <laughs> That's if not two were, inches. Well, all right. I we're going to get into that. Okay. We, did, we talked about this at, where were we? Oh, we were at, um, we were sitting next to each other eating. Oh, we were at Sandbagger. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We were joking about, yeah, my mom making condom jokes a couple weekends ago. Oh, um, and yeah, dick size jokes. So, to, I mean, if someone were to say to you, like, you're off by like a quarter of an inch, like that, it's pretty okay. small, but I can see how in your body that would make a difference. But two inches is, is rather um Two inches dick. is like, we should check for some scoliosis. Right. So here's... Um, they do make fun of her also for not having renter's insurance. Ross brings it up to her dad and her Very dad's valid. like, right. I mean, you really you just should, should have always some goddamn have renter's insurance. Um, and then her dad says, well, how are you going to run after the people who steal your stuff with one leg shorter than the other? <laughs> and they and just crap. They're so up. mean to her. But here's my question. Rachel works at a coffee shop. As far as we know, Rachel doesn't have insurance. How the hell is she affording going to a chiropractor? Sliding scale? I mean, cool. But chiropractor school, like you know how you can get a haircut uh, at Fagan's for way you, cheaper. You can get a massage from a massage student. I yeah. don't think that Rachel would do that, though. No, she doesn't seem like the kind of person. 
No. So that's my question because even when I had insurance and I went to the chiropractor when I was like in my early 20s, it was $25 a visit. You figure once a week, that's $100 a month. Like Mm -hmm. that's, maybe she's paying for that instead of renter's insurance. I mean, because renter's insurance was only like 25 bucks a month. Back then? No, why? Like when we were at the old house. Yeah. Um, Oh shoot, we forgot Joey and his student. My notes are in order, but I am not. So somebody didn't have a lot of somebody didn't have a lot of sleep or coffee. I I did take a sleeping pill last night. We won't talk about it. Okay. Oh, I didn't show you. I did drink coffee before, and I drank it in my friend's mug. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. So here's here's the Katie is a better friends fan than we are. Although yeah. we have a lot of the books. We have multiple books. We have the, the People 25th Anniversary little magazine. We have we have multiple games. Between, <laughs> Between the two of us, I, I think, think we, we have, have like four. six. Oh. No, because I have four of my own oh, at home. Shit. We have like six of the games. And we, I have two games. And we just got uh, Cards Against Friends. We did. We got oh. Cards Against Friends and the Cards uh, I, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So we're going to play oh, I that soon. hear that on your yeah. last episode. Um, but... Joey, uh, so after class, Joey is helping this student. So the student runs through his monologue and, and cries he, and at the end. Tears and he, Joey is just Joey. I mean, this is like this is the performance of all performances. This this young actor just has it. And Joey decides to tell. Well, first Joey is like tweezers. Yeah, yes. it is like nope, nope. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, me. He's such he a good actor. Need tweezers. He, Cry on cue. Yeah. Oh, the tweezer thing yep. is so weird. Oh. Ooh. I mean, I could see pinching yourself, but not right. Right. pulling. So back at the coffee shop, though, when Joey's telling this to Phoebe, Chandler, and Monica, Chandler says the, the, the actual thing. You told him to play it gay. And Joey goes, maybe super gay? And does is it Phoebe that says, good luck coming back as a dung beetle this time, or is that a different time? I think that's a different. Oh time. no, she go. He goes. I really wanted the part, and she goes. Well, it's okay if you really, really wanted the part. And yeah. Monica's just like. I mean, they're all. I mean, they all judge him as they should. As you fucking should. You Don't should. Be it's a pretty dick. bad. The one with the flashback. But so he then he had ill intention. He did. He did. But so and then he was not trying to help the kid get the part. He no. was trying to steal the part. Yeah. So then. Um, the next day, we see Joey back at his uh, class, and he's sitting up on the table, and he says, at some point in your career, you're going to have the chance to screw over a fellow actor. He's like, I had this chance in the recent present, um, and I took it. He's like, I told someone to play the role homosexually, and they loved it. And so he starts getting choked up, and he says, and now he has a two-year contract Playing opposite the first lady of daytime television, Susan Lucci, who um, <clears throat> I don't know if either of you watched soaps like as a kid or in the 90s and early 2000s. Definitely. Susan Lucci was nominated like 14 I years in her. a row and never won. I know, and it's terrible. And she is amazing. a goddess. And she's so beautiful. Oh. And she was amazing. I mean, Erica Kane is. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. That that was awesome. Mm. Oh, but what's really great girl. is Joey like starts tearing up, and they start clapping. This may be one of the best performances we've ever seen from Joey. And he was not performing. <laughs> no, and so I almost like maybe that is the best um, 
acting advice he could give to the people he's talking to is to like actually feel the role, like feel the character and lean into it. But here's the other thing too, like in his monologue, he also trashes them. He's like, he got this contract and I'm stuck here teaching (laughs) you, most of whom, this is when he says, are um, not pretty enough to be on. Yeah. Most of whom are too ugly to be even be on TV. And then they... Oh, they start clapping. It's... Well, the one gal starts clapping. I think there's a guy behind who's, like, not clapping. He's like, uh, what's not happening right now? Um, so Monica goes to the Mattress King with Joey to get the bed issue fixed. And there's, like, a court jester guy who's like, you can't see the king. And Joey's like, I'm going to see the king. And he walks back to... Um, the Mattress King's office and sees Janice kissing him. Uh-oh. Very uh-oh. End of episode. End cliffhanger. Of, right? Sort Total of. cliffhanger. Um, for our final scene, though, we do see Chandler driving the race car bed oh, right. and making all of the noises. Rachel, Rachel comes in and just looks at him and he goes, fine, I'll leave. But she's, like, in her cozies. She's, she's like, in jammies. So, so where's Monica if it's bedtime? Maybe they've just been watching a show. Like, maybe they're watching something before it's bedtime and, and they can hear him. Either way, it's Rachel that goes in there and he he leaves and he goes, fine, my bed is so boring. Yep. (laughs) And it's just so funny because, like, even if you had a race car bed, like, you wouldn't be driving it all the time. But he is a giant child. Boys are different. We'll allow it. Yeah. Boys are weird. Boys are weird. Um, (laughs) Okay, let's take a really quick break and then we're going to come back for the one with the giant poking device. Hi, this is Brad. And this is Katie. And we're the hosts of Decomposition Decomposition Podcast. I think considering the material we're working with, that language was neither shocking nor inappropriate. It's upsetting and delightful. Much like (laughs) this song. Uh, No, this is just rhyming nonsense. Yeah. Here to hyperanalyze all your favorite terrible songs. From Billy Joel to Taylor Swift. And Pitbull to Kiss. We break down what makes these songs so, so good. While they're so, so bad. This is a postmodern commentary on human existence. Mm. Billy Shakespeare did write a whole whole bunch bunch of sonnets. 154 to be exact. I am not suggesting that this is a good or artistic song in any way. It's not good, but but it's it's great. great. You can find us at decompositionpodcast.simplecast.fm or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Check out our new episodes every Monday, and remember... They're not guilty pleasures. If you don't feel guilty. All right, we are back for the one with the giant poking device. So, um, Rachel makes brownies. They are not special brownies. But she does say, my special homemade brownies. (laughs) Which would have been kind of funny yeah um that's actually kind of a good carryover from right? the last episode yeah I, I mean anytime you say brownies i want them right it's so true i'm going um, to the store today and these look like they must have some sort of nuts in them like walnuts or something and phoebe goes to take a bite and and like spits it out or yells and the boys are like no never thank mind you. which is not really surprising because rachel doesn't have like really great kitchen skills i think she made bad coffee yeah. like the very first <laughs> yeah in the pilot how do you Grew up coffee. You know, I'm, you don't put enough, like, okay, so one time when I was really, really tired, I put the water in, and then I started it, and then I had a pot of hot water. <laughs> <laughs> you can still just put it over grounds and then, like, 
sieve it through a anyway. Yeah, I, I just start. I just poured it back in. Oh, you've never made coffee? Nope. Oh. Oh, see, I even have a French press from IKEA that I really like because I really the like. Coffee, the coffee I had earlier was those Starbucks Dia things. Oh yeah, yeah. I do like those. Those are really good. Um, and especially like when I was a, still a student, those were so easy to travel with. Um, but so Phoebe admits that she basically like has a toothache. She doesn't really say what it is, cavity or something, but she says she can't go to the dentist because every time she goes to the dentist, someone dies. That's just terrible. She says her friend Albino Bob and her aunt and like someone else and no one believes her. And Chandler's like, well, uh, that can't be true. And Phoebe's like, well, you could ask them. Oh wait, you can't because they're dead. <laughs> And, of course, um, it has to be, oops, it has to be, shut up, Skype, um, you know, merely coincidence, but I will say this, every time I go to the dentist, I want to die. <laughs> That's not the same. But I do. And if that I have, is not the same. If I have one more dental issue this before the end of this year, I'm knocking on wood as we speak. We have, like... I will cry. We have... What? 38 days left in the year. Shush. You don't know me. I've had a tooth pulled and a root canal and crown this year. I oh, don't no. talk I know. To me. Yeah, don't <laughs> talk to me. Okay, so um, down in the coffee shop, Phoebe's trying to eat an apple and just decides, like, it's just not worth it to eat. So they do convince her. Why didn't she just cut it up? I she's know. got the whole apple. I know. So they convince her to go to the dentist, and she's like, fine, but if it's... Oh, she says to Rachel, but if it's you that dies, don't come back and haunt me. Although, don't feel like you can't visit. Yeah. She says, don't come back as a poltergeist and pull me into the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Poltergeist scared the crap out of me. Um, so Monica and Joey come in and tell everyone that's there that they saw Janice kissing her ex. And they're like, you have to tell Chandler, and Joey doesn't want to. He's like, you know, he'll be mad at me. I don't want him to. Or I don't want to. Um, and back up in the apartment later, um, we get another reference to Ugly Naked Guy, which in the, wait, to, the one with the flashback is what yeah. we're doing. We've already done. We're doing next week. I, don't I think know. he must have already done it. We're out of a, we're a little out of because order. We did. Of this. It was the one oh. that we just posted. Right. Or, I mean, it's the one that we're going to. Yes. Post after Thanksgiving. No. It's the it's the episode before this. Mm -mm. After the one with the flashback is number is we already did it. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, we get a reference because to ugly one, naked guy right. who comes up in the one with the flashback, and we're gonna find out that he used to be. Cute naked guy. Right. We already, we, we posted it. Okay, so thank you. It's the one where Janice says, who oh, bumped you guys? Thank you. We did it. <sighs> we're really, like, we're really professional. We're on top of this. Over here. Don't worry. Um, But they say ugly naked guy is laying in a hammock and it looks like a um, Play-Doh fat factory. <laughs> oh. And does anybody have, though, the thing? So my sister and I had the thing with Play-Doh where you could put the little discs and ooze it out, like yeah. compress it and out. Make and pasta make pasta. Make and pasta. And Betty's oh, spaghetti hair. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. um, so Phoebe goes to leave for the dentist and tells everyone to be careful until she gets back and starts to tell them how much she loves them and then, like, gets she all verklempt and just leaves. Um, Ross gets a phone call that he has to go to the museum because someone has messed with the homo sapien display. <laughs> and not only have they, 
covered over the word sapien, but they've rearranged the mannequins in uh, inappropriate ways. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it is. Because uh, how do you get behind a display? I mean, a lot of them are like... Full glass. Bef- yeah, behind glass. Anyway. That's what we've seen from the museum is that the yeah. displays are behind glass. Like in the first season when they're uh-huh. at the museum. Well, and then in season two when Ross and Rachel get together and they oh, that too. do it, it's behind glass. Um, I can only think of like the High Desert Museum out here. There's right. not. It's it's open. but Not all of them. Yeah. Um, and so Joey does ask a question about if Homo sapiens really were homo. He's not realizing that homo sapien is just the word for human. It's right. not like Cro-Magnons. It's not whatever. Trevor, not. Nope. Ross. Ross says... Joey, they're people. Well, I know. I'm not judging. But but he realizes that he needs to leave Ben with Monica. And Rachel's like, wait, why are you asking Monica? I'm here. I can watch him. And Monica's in the background being like, I'll be here the whole time. It'll be fine. And so he does. That's like what I would do if somebody wanted you to babysit. Me? Well, not now. Oh. Not, I mean, because you've proved yourself with Milo. But like back in the day. I was a nanny. When I was in my teens and 20s, yeah. you guys don't really... Okay, so Katie, I don't know if you've listened to this enough or whatever. I don't I don't want to have kids. And I have a, a slight aversion to most people's children. I just think that they're <laughs> terrible. They're little ankle biters. But I was a nanny when I was in high school and early college. And I even did it for a summer at Sun River Resort. But my nephew's almost 18 months old. And my sister let me watch him overnight when he was four months old. We were all in Portland. So she could go to a concert, and she even said, she's like, don't call me, call 911 first. And I'm like, I know. Oh, man. Like, I'm not an idiot, you guys. I'm almost 40. I know how to make sure a baby stays alive. And so now I get him, like, once every couple of weeks, I'll get him for, like, a whole day, or we just, you know, spend the whole day together. But, yeah, it's really funny, because even people have commented, they're like, we thought you didn't like kids. I'm like, I don't, but this is my nephew. It's different. It's different. And so we, of course, know that Monica loves kids, right? Like, she wants babies. It's why she's not with Richard anymore. So having her watch Ben is probably the more logical uh, option. And, and one we of the also times saw Rachel we saw Rachel holding him, him like he was a bomb. Hold him like you would a football. Yeah. This is how I would hold a football. So I do, I feel for Rachel when people are like, you yeah. don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, she doesn't. So they're, Rachel's kind of playing with Ben and he, he seems bored and Monica's like, Hey, we'll do this thing where we fly him around. And I would more think of putting him kind of on his stomach and pretend that he's an airplane. I do that with Milo all the time, but she has him and she's kind of throwing him in the air while, um, she hits his head on one of the beams of, you know, their apartment, Mm -hmm. which by the way, these beams change, but we're going to talk about other things later. So... Um, Monica's like, we're not going to tell Ross. And then Rachel goes, yeah, but there's a bump on his head and children's heads bump and they like so easily Milo like turned his head the wrong way, like just faintly smacked his head on the corner of a wall and had like a welt. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. My sister's like, don't worry. It happens all the time. <laughs> like, Monica's like, push it in, push it in. <laughs> You can't. You can't push it in. Um, So Monica suggests that when Ross gets back, Rachel distract him in the bedroom with whatever makes him make this really weird noise. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, I, I, 
there are boundary issues with all of these, both of our shows, but especially, but especially this one. with the sibling storyline. like, don't talk about the noises your brother makes, even if you have to hear them because you share a common wall. Like, yeah. Ooh. It's very weird. It's very weird. Very weird. So, um, Rachel says, well, we just have to put on a hat on his head. And, you know, there's not really, like, a hat close by. And I'm sorry, all I could think of was the wedding episodes of How I Met Your Mother. We thought, when of, we thought Native of Native, Native, Native American, American headdress before we thought of hat. And I was like, oh, that's a fun <laughs> crossover. And so, Rachel goes, I'll get Rainy Day Bear. And Monica's like, because he'll know what to do. <laughs> Well, he's wearing a hat, but he it's sewn onto him, so when she pulls it off, she pulls his head off. And Rachel says, it's a bloody massacre in here. Yeah, it's a bloodbath, and blood there's bath. just, like, stuffing goes everywhere, and you kind of see Ben, like, watch it, and you're like, <laughs> oh, you poor kid. Um, by the way, this is not the Sprouse Brothers. No, this is the um, first baby. Yeah, this Ben is played by, um, it's like Chad and John Allen or something yeah. was the name I saw at the end. Um, but really good, um, baby like acting. coloring and facial. Cause he looks just like Carol, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the blonde. Um, so Chandler and Joey are out, um, walking around in the village and Chandler says that he wants to get Janice a nice necklace, like, uh, or he wants to get her something nice. What do you think of these pearls? Uh-huh. A pearl necklace? Oh, stop. You're gross. You're gross. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, but Joey's like, no, you shouldn't get her that. Um, get her some gum. Get her. He I, talks about an enema. A barium enema. Those no, things no, are thank deadly you. serious. That's so Those gross. Those things are deadly serious. Right? So <laughs> gross. And so, um, Chandler's like, dude, what is your problem? Like, what is going on? He's about to walk into the jewelry store and Joey finally says, he's like, okay, I got to tell you something. And it takes him forever to get it out. But he's like, I saw Janice kissing her ex. And... Chandler's just like, why would she do that? That's well, not Well, first like, he's just pissed at Joey because he thinks he's making it up. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, he just seeing me like he's super mad. And you have to feel really I mean, I feel really bad for the guy. Um, so then back up in the apartment, um, Ross comes home, Ben is wearing the whole or no, I'm sorry, Ross isn't here yet. Ben is wearing the whole outfit from Rainy Day Bear because it made more like, sense as an, as an ensemble. ensemble. Um, Phoebe comes in from the dentist, is, is really happy the girls are alive, and now needs to start calling everyone. And Ben starts kind of babbling and talking and says Monica's name and then says Monica Bang. And she's like, he's going to rat me out. And so they try and, like, distract him by going over and hitting their own heads against the post. And Rachel says one of the best lines it's so bad. I love it so much. She goes, I'm going to stop now. Monica's like, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, if it's a, not a headboard, it's just not worth it. <laughs> yep. Um, keeping it classy. Keeping it classy. I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so then Chandler's at his apartment and he's kind of reading like a magazine or something, but he's really just abusing the magazine, like slamming the pages and um, Janice comes in and calls him. Is this when she calls him Bingling? Yeah. Um, and so he confronts her and she starts to kind of hyperventilate. Like this is panic attack esque. Um, he gives her a paper bag. <laughs> he gives her a paper bag to like <clears throat> breathe and calm down. And he's asking her questions and she just, you know, doesn't know what to do. Um, well, the phone rings and they ignore it, but it's Phoebe who races over and is like, if you're alive, you answer the phone. Yeah. 
But um, Chandler finally asks her, like, kind of point blank, is it me or him? And and she's just like, I don't know. Um, which is really, like, uh, honest. Yep. I don't know what someone is supposed to say when they thought they were in a, getting a divorce and had moved on. Yep. Um, so I do feel for Janice in this uh, scene a little. Anyone else... I really Not. do. No, I. She pulls at my heartstrings for yeah. this one. Um, Katie, what are your general thoughts on Janice? I like Janice as a character. Yeah. I think she's very entertaining and stuff. I do think that she, you know, kind of like with this scene, she gets caught up in her relationships and how they make her feel and stuff, and so. That's probably why she's very indecisive. Mm -hmm. She has this on and off again thing with Chandler throughout so much of the series, especially early on. Um, but she also has a kid with her soon-to-be ex-husband. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It pulls at you. It does. And I also like this um, this scene or this scene in the next one, but um, this episode as a whole, for Janice being very um, not annoying. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't know how else to phrase it. They really have let her be um, an honest and, like, well-rounded character. Whereas, as we're going to see as the series go on, she kind of becomes a caricature. Um, I read something somewhere that Janice actually only says, oh, my God, like, a couple of times. Even though that ends up being That's a running her. gag of how she, how nasally her voice is and how she says it. Um, and then next week on How I Met Your Mother is... Maggie Wheeler, Janice playing the real estate agent in oh. Doisa Tripla. Yep. So that is amazing coincidence. Yeah. Um, so over at the girls' apartment, uh, Monica is trying to bribe Ben with ice cream so that he won't tell Ross, you know, Monica Bang. And Rachel's like, I don't think he understands bribery. For one. Yeah. I mean, he's too young. Um, and he and says, so, num and she says number two. And, and Joey starts giggling. laughing. Um, but Ross comes back and Ben says Monica bang and they, you know, try and like gloss it over. Um, Phoebe's really excited because she says her curse is broken. Um, but somebody notices that across the, the street, across the other building, ugly naked guy isn't moving. Yeah. Joey notices it as he's eating Ben and Jerry's non-fat frozen yogurt. Ooh. I mean, the girls do mention that, um, they have to keep the non-fat around for how often they get screwed over. So... I get that, but ugh. Um, so Joey suggests uh, poking him and goes over to his apartment to get chopsticks. Uh, Chandler tells Joey that Janice, you know, admitted to him what happened and has left. And he says, what do I do? And he's throwing darts at the dartboard on Joey's door. And so Joey's like, well, if you really want my opinion, this is just what I would do. But I would let her go. Um, or I would bow out because they have a kid together. And Chandler wheels around with the dart still in his hand. You see Joey just fall to the ground. Like He's very quick reflexes. Right? Well, when you have seven sisters. Right? I'm sure he gets a lot of things thrown at him. Good point. Um, and, you know, I do, um, I really do appreciate Joey's advice in this, in this moment. Like, I think uh, he, I, that's what he says. He's like, they have a kid together. They're basically a family. And until she knows what she's doing, you have to kind of take a step back. So I love this on the one hand because nobody wants to be a homewrecker, but on the other hand, like you can't just stay married for a kid. No. So no. It's my two cents. True story. 
Um, so then back at the girl's apartment, Ross comes out, um, he's put Ben down for a nap and he asks Mon- or he asks Rachel about the bump on his head, but he phrases no, it like, he, he's not asking, he, he's saying, oh yeah, I, I saw the bump on his head. And right. But he implies that it's Rachel's fault for not paying attention and being a good enough babysitter. And so Rachel in defending herself also says, I've noticed that he's a very bumpy headed child. Um, But then she says, you know, I watched Monica hit his head against that thing. And so Monica comes in to get more chopsticks and Ross messes with her. And this is so mean. Like, A, I would never do this to my sister. And B, if she ever does this to me about Milo, I may kill her. Like, it's anyway. So he says, you know, he's... Um, he's forgetting part of the alphabet oh, song. He's walking around in circles. And um, Monica runs in there to check on him. And Rachel goes, I hope it's still funny when you're in hell. And Monica comes out really mad and starts chasing Ross around. And Ross smacks his head full on on, on the, other beam. the beam that comes and goes from the apartment. The one that you don't really see because it's part of the fourth wall. Yeah. Yep. Like it's not there during a, a Thanksgiving episode. Right. Or the birthday party episode, because that's kind of where the drink table would be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, you know, but it's still funny. I appreciate that Ross smacks his head against the... Yeah. <laughs> against the wall. Ross bang. Um, so then, uh, down, uh, let's see here. Oh, down in the coffee shop, Chandler and Janice, um are talking and Chandler's like, you should go back to Gary. Um, you got, you need to give your marriage an actual try before you're with me because it's not fair. Like all these things. And she's like, you're right. Um, but she says something really sweet. She's like, I finally understand what Lionel Richie was talking about. We have movie love, like you're my soulmate. And it's so sweet and heartbreaking. And then he goes, then stay with me. Never mind. I, I was not. I was not serious. <laughs> I changed my mind, um, which is a. I think for for me, this is Chandler going. I'm hopeless and awkward and desperate for love, which yeah. we saw him do when he was like pretending he had another party to go to. Like he is so bad at relationships. He's pretty awful at them. But one of the things But when he gets it right, he gets it right. Oh yeah. One of the things he says when he's talking to her is he always hated the man that split up his parents. And even though that man made his dad so happy, he hated him. And I have to admit, um, for a really long time I did not care for my stepmom, for my sister's mom. Because I knew that that was as a child, I projected that onto her when it actually belonged to my dad. Right. You know, I was mad at my dad for splitting up my parents. But it was this third person who was like, I'll be your second mommy. And I was like, I don't need a second mommy, lady. Like, I have one. Now, as an adult, and yeah. even in my early 20s, I love her. I love my sister's mom. But I love that Chan- I love that Chandler relates that back to, as a kid... Janice's kid is not going to know that Chandler's a good guy. Only that Chandler is around because his parents split up. Right. And that's, I mean, this is one of those times that I feel like Friends actually gets serious. Because they're not known for that, right? Like, Friends as a show is pretty funny. Right. 
Yeah. So I just really appreciate this. I mean, like I said, it was very like, oh, I relate to this even as like a 13 year old. Um, But he does go too far. He acts like a crazy person. He tries like holding on to her. Um, he's like, love me, pick me. Pick me. And then um, he like, oh yeah, he holds onto her waist as she walks away and grabs a shoe and she, he's like, you can't leave because I have your shoe and she just walks off. With, and you see everybody in the restaurant, in oh, the coffee shop just staring at yeah. her. And he's like holding this brown shoe and Gunther walks over and goes, Rachel has that in Burgundy. <laughs> Yep. And that is a little bit where I think Gunther can be kind of creepy because um, that he's paying really yeah. close attention to her shoe selection, which is like, yeah, I'm sorry for me that borders on crazy. Um, it's not normal. It's not normal. It's a little normal. excessive. Yeah, it's not normal. So, Does it also hint at a foot fetish for him? Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I I think if people point out my footwear besides being like, those boots are cute, I'm more kind of like, don't look at my feet. Like, don't yeah. look at my feet. Don't look down. I'm fine if you stare at the ladies. Don't look at my feet. <laughs> um, and here I thought we'd get through a whole episode without mentioning boobs. boobs. <laughs> nope. Um, so back up at the girls' apartment, they've fashioned their, ch- their giant poking device. It's a bunch of chopsticks. It's magazines. It's duct tape. Rubber it's bands. Rubber bands. It's whatever. And Joey is in charge, and he's like, I have experience with something this big. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, and so they, they thread the needle through the other apartment window, and he starts poking ugly naked guy in the stomach. Now, this is a rather large, rotund man. Um, and they keep, they're poking him and all of a sudden he slaps at the poking device and, and, uh, cause Phoebe had said, well, this, this curse is getting stronger to take down something that big. Yeah. And so they're like, he's alive. And one of the girls, I think it might be Rachel goes, and yet we're still poking him. <laughs> yeah. And so they retract the poking device. And then and he stands up. He stands up and shows them his poking device. <laughs> um, Yuck. which is super gross. And then, um, although he's free to be naked in his own apartment. True story. Um, we and end... they don't have to watch him. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, close your or blinds. Poke yeah, or, or poke, poke him. Yeah. Or poke him. We end the episode with Chandler in his apartment listening to a Lionel Richie record. And, um, I mean, I know it was because you had to see the big part of it, but he's got headphones in. God bless records. I know. Like, uh, um, and, and he's holding the record and Janice's shoe. Yes, he is. And he starts singing My Endless Love. And Phoebe comes in and starts harmonizing with him. But when they get to the final uh, verse or whatever, the end of the song, they both are off key. And they and keep trying really it. really off key. And like, it's so cute. Like, yeah. I, I really appreciate, like, any scene with Phoebe and Chandler together just because I think they're, um, they're very sweet to each other. Um. So, real quick, um, let's do our friend of the day before we do anything else. So, Katie, um, I don't remember if I told you to do this, but (laughs) you have um, one person from either episode who embodies, like, like, a really good friend to the rest of the group. Yeah, so, it, I maintain that this person is the best friend throughout the entire series. I have receipts for this. And especially in these episodes, I'm going to say both of these episodes, it's Phoebe. 
Yeah. Like, Phoebe is just always the one thinking about other people, especially in this last episode where she's like, I'm not going to go to the dentist because I might kill one of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is protecting them, and then she, you know, does welfare checks, basically, making sure that she didn't kill anybody by going to the dentist. And then at the very end, that scene we just talked about where she's, like comforting Chandler by singing with him and sitting in the chair with him. So, you know, always for me, but she gets a lot of our Mm -hmm. votes. Um, my mom was watching, um, some episodes from season eight in recently when we were just click cleaning the house. And I do think that she starts to get a little, um, I don't know. As the series goes on, she starts to get a little snarkier. Yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing because you can't be nice all the time. Like, everybody has their moments. But I do love early Phoebe because she is just so... Genuinely... Sweet. Like, yeah. I love everybody. She is. So, mm-hmm. Kathleen, who's yours? Joey. Ugh, you jerk. So, he... He sort of didn't get it because he told the kid to play gay. Like, that was a dick move. But he is teaching actors, and he's giving away his secrets. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. And definitely in um, our second episode where he, you know, gives Chandler this information and says, here's what I know, and you need to know. They don't know we know they know. (laughs) Because you're my friend. (laughs) Right. But then he also turns it around and says, you know, even though you know, I think you should step back because that's what I would do. Yeah. <coughs> that would have been mine, so thank you for stealing it. But I had a backup, and this might be a controversial one because we all have our feelings about him. But I'm giving it to Ross for trying to put up with Rachel's dad. And trying to trust Rachel with the baby. Amen. Girl. Um, Which... Yes, Ross then kind of helps uh, Mr. Green make fun of Rachel, but I think it's because he's trying so hard to relate to her dad, and he doesn't always do things well. Right. But but in both instances, in the tipping, he's trying to, like Katie pointed out, protect Rachel um, by extension because mm-hmm. he would want someone to tip her appropriately. Yep. Um, and then in the second one... Um, or actually, sorry, still in the first episode, when she starts to have her, like, little breakdown of, I can't have a separate room for you, he's like, that's fine, I will have brunch with your dad again, like, you know. Let's do it. He's, he's putting himself in an uncomfortable situation for her, um, so I have to give it to Ross. Um. I'll go with it. Thank you. So, uh, does anybody have anything more on either of these two episodes before we move on to some fun trivia? I don't think so. No? Katie? I'm trying to think if there was a quote or something that I wanted to bring up, but I can't think of it. Oh, yes, I do. With um, the one with the race car bed, we didn't mention Phoebe has a pretty funny line when they're in the Mattress King store. And she sees the kid that is on the race car bed, and he's, like, driving, and she's like, you know, in England, this bed would be on the other side of the store. And he just stares at her, yeah, you're right. She's like, woo. Well, so then, in that same scene, um, when when Monica lays down on the bed, and Phoebe's like, you can't do this, What what will Chandler say? And she lays down, and she goes, get this bed, you can make new friends. And then, um... 
when she's boxing with Joey, he goes, how do you know how to box? And she goes, I was staying at the Y and some of the men weren't acting Christian enough. <laughs> True. There are, like, Phoebe gets some excellent lines that I feel like people gloss over mm-hmm. because she's so quirky and weird. And then you're like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, that's so funny. And it's under, like, a little under the radar. Um, yeah. Well, Phoebe has always been my favorite. Like, when I was really little, I really liked her because she was quirky. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just easy to find entertaining as a kid. And then as I've watched it being older, I really see how much of a friend she is to all of them. And so I still think she's hilarious, but I also really appreciate her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually known a couple of people over the years who were like, man, you know, you remind me of Phoebe. I had a friend in middle school named Ainsley. And I was just like, you're because she was like, um, her parents were really hippies and so she was that and I didn't really know anybody who was like that and I'm like man you're like you're very Phoebe like and Mike even um was like I knew a girl in high school that was so much like Phoebe that's why I liked the show when we were dating so Mm -hmm. it's just kind of funny that way of seeing like the oh when they sorry like I said I was watching episodes from season eight and they're talking about naming the baby and um Rachel says rain and um Ross goes um I'm rain and I make my own clothes and I make my own soap and I just went to a concert and Phoebe goes I know her (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I knew a couple people like that too where I was just like oh that's new and now that I do make some of my own stuff I'm like well this is actually more fun than I realized yeah Um, okay so in order to test um our friends knowledge with you we're going to do a couple just random um questions so i haven't seen yours you've kind of seen mine don't look oh i mean, I, mean I didn't already seen okay. i didn't okay so um because i wasn't paying attention i thought you were gonna like get it oh okay. i just brought this in case um so katie i'm gonna ask you this one and then like you ask kathleen and like kathleen will ask me we'll just do a little round robin um, oh can i go grab um Trivia cards then? Oh, yeah, yeah totally. go, go, go. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Okay, so you ready for me to ask you something? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with what might be kind of an easy one, but we'll see. What is the name of Joey's chair? Rosita. Yes, you yeah. are correct. All right. That you... was literally on the top of my card. <laughs> That's awesome. Dang it. Okay, you ask Kathleen one. All right. One second. Okay. I know, I'm really hungry. Yeah, hey, stomach. It's okay, I've only had coffee. A lot of these are so easy, so. What kind of toy does Chandler like to take baths with? A sailboat. It's like a little sailboat. I think it's like a... Isn't it like a destroyer? It's like a ship, yeah. I think... Okay, okay you're right. It's, it's not a sailboat. It I was definitely... I, everything's a sailboat to me these days. I know, they have one. <laughs> yeah, it's when Monica's like, I got you this boat, so it's a boy bath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it is like a destroyer, but I think she just says yeah. boat. Okay, you ask yeah. me one. What's the name of Joey's Cabbage Patch Kid? Oh crap! I, I do went way know this. off the wall. Um, 
she's a cowgirl. Uh, uh, something Marie. Nope, I don't have it. What is it? It's not Marie. I know. Oh, it kind of sounds like Marie. Alicia May Emery. Ugh. Alicia May Emery. She's I, a cowgirl. My middle name is May, so I, I know that one. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, my God. Your name's Katie May. Yeah. Shut up. So is my sister. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Well, and then my best friend is Alicia, so I should have remembered that, but it's okay. Yeah. Katie May, after the Grateful Dead song. Aww. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, we'll have to So, Google wait, it. are you are you Katie, or are you, like, Catherine, or are you... Katie. Just Katie. Oh, that's yep. cool. Oh, neat. Like She's that. Caitlin, but... Yeah. Um, okay, here's one for you. What was Brad Pitt's character's name? Oh, shit. And I'll give it to you if you just know the first name, but I'd like to see if you know the full thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is terrible. Why can't I think of it? I, I can't think of it. This is terrible. So um, his name is Will. And she only says Will Colbert one time. And, of course, when I saw it, all I can think of is Colbert, like Stephen right. Colbert. But yes. Phoebe says it again when she's like, Will, just take off your shirt and tell us. <laughs> yes, please. Um, okay, you ask one. Okay, just a second. These cards these cards were too too much. <laughs> uh, they, were, they were too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, So when Chandler says that he's moving to Yemen, mm. what does he say is his house number on Yemen Road? Oh, isn't it like one Yemen Road, Yemen? Is it one? It's like one I or think, ten. It's, I think it's fifteen. Oh, you might be right. <laughs> Yemen Road, Yemen. Fifteen Yemen Road, and Yemen. And then he says to the old lady, can I stay with you? Can I get to Yemen? Can I stay with you? Okay, this is my last one. Um, Wait, you skipped me. Oh, sorry. It's You're okay. Right. Ask, you ask it's a question. Okay. I love you. What's the name of Ursula's porn? Oh, I actually saw this one when I was like, <laughs> Buffet the Vampire Lair. Yeah, it is. I picked that one because we just talked about porn in yes. How I Met Your Mother. Um, or, okay. Yes. Um, okay. So this one has multiple, like, answers so if you get part of them but um rachel is part of a family of five what are the names of her immediate family members so mom dad sisters so the sisters are jill and amy Mm -hmm. i should know the name of her dad because he was just in this episode (laughs) i don't think they said Um, it though yeah hmm. And it's been a while since we've seen her mom because it was the right. birthday episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the baby shower episode. Yeah. Right, because they do. Yeah, they because Ross says it a couple of times. Yeah, I can't think of it. So her mom's name is Sandra. And, oh, my mom is named Sandra. Why didn't I know that? <laughs> um, and her dad's name is Leonard, but I'm not sure we really ever hear that. Yeah. Um, so that one, Dr. Green, Dr. Green, Dr. Yeah. Green. Yeah. yeah. And so I felt like that one was kind of like, that would have stumped me as well because I just yeah. don't remember ever hearing her dad's name. Yeah. All right. Do you have another one? Yeah. So this is one that has been at 
actual like real life friends trivias that I've gone to. And even though I studied it, I still couldn't get this fully right. So in my favorite episode, the one with the embryos, at the very beginning of the episode, they are naming items from Rachel's grocery bag. And there are five items in that bag that they actually guess. What are those five items? So I actually do know. I know one of them is tape. Yep. Because um, the boys were playing with it. Yep. Apples. Yep. Uh, tortilla chips. Yep. Diet Coke. Yeah, diet soda. And paper. It was a paper product. Paper towels or paper toilet paper. I think it was... I just... I was playing on a quiz yesterday. Is it yogurt? It's yogurt. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yogurt's the one that I always forget. Yes. <laughs> um, Because they guess it... Well, they whisper to Ross or somebody... Like tampons, yeah, and they're like, nope, no, not, t- not, not not that, that time. time. Like, okay, um, last one. Okay, yep. which friend only has nine toes? <laughs> yeah, Katie, do you know? Yeah. Okay, say it's it's, it's Chandler, right? Yes. Yeah, because he doesn't have his little piggy that went yeah, to town because Monica chopped it off at accident. Thanksgiving. Oh the man, one with all the Thanksgivings. Yeah, good times. So funny. All right. Well, that about wraps us up. But Katie, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you um, for your podcast and for your social media? Yeah. So our podcast is called TFGIF, a 90s TV podcast. I didn't actually say what the F stands for, but I think you can infer it, right? Yes. (laughs) And on Twitter and Instagram, we're at TFGIF podcast. We also, you know, like emails sometimes, TFGIF podcast at gmail.com. But yeah. It'd be great if people can listen if you like the 90s. Um, And as always, go and rate and review both our podcasts on iTunes because that's how more people find us. Um, We will, like I said, post this on Thanksgiving. So we wish everyone a um, happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Um, If you don't, just hope that you have a good day off. Eat Chinese food. Um, Unless you work retail or grocery and you're not off, then we say thank you for your service. And and here's my thing. Also eat macaroni and cheese. Yes. And grilled cheese or a grilled cheese and soup. Um, here's my, my quick thing as someone who has worked in retail, customer service, etc., and is currently working at a bookstore, though not on the front lines, um, be nice to customer service workers. If I see someone not being nice in this holiday season, I will tell you to not be a douchebag. Um, and then find us on, you know, social media where How I Met Your Friends pod on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is at H-I-M-Y friends pod. Email howimetyourfriendspod at gmail.com. So thank you so much, Katie, for taking the time to um, Skype with us. And I know you're going to a concert tonight. Yep. I'm going to go to the Slater Kinney concert. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. I have a bunch of friends in Portland who love them. So that yeah, will be. They were just in Portland a couple days ago. Yeah. That will be really fun. Every time I drive past the exit for that on my way to Seattle, I always have a little giggle. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In Olympia. Yeah, that will be awesome. So, yep. all right. Well, thanks again, and we'll make sure and tune into um, your podcast every week or whenever you release them. Whenever um, we release. Yeah. It's a little sporadic. Yeah, it's all good. You have lots of back episodes to listen to, yes, too. So. Totally. so, give me a quick rundown of how your week has been going. Um, we went on a hiking day date for the first time in, like, it feels like forever. Yeah. But it was really nice. It was 
Very much like when we first started dating, because all we had was daytime. <laughs> so <laughs> where did you guys go? Uh, we went to so we went to a new place called Alder Springs Trailhead. It's like on the back way to Sisters. Okay. And we've seen it every time you know we would go to Hoodoo or whatever. And um, yesterday we decided that's where we were going to go, and it was quite the adventure. There were multiple times that one or both of us said, "Wow, I'm glad we have the CRV and not." The Corvette. Oh. The road was not pleasant. Yeah, I bet. Um, And then we got there and did the hike, and that was fine. It was gorgeous. Um, But the road was very, very interesting. And That sounds like fun. We just hiked for an hour and turned around and came home, ate some dinner, and then went to go see a movie. Yeah. And other than that, um, things are going better with my dad. They're getting ready to release him. Um... And, you know, just the normal stuff. Yeah. Well, I got to hang out with Milo a couple times this week, including um, my sister went and ran some errands on Wednesday and I had him. But here's what's funny. I had an interview for some contract work. Oh, Milo that's had, right. had gone down for a nap like 40 minutes before the, the phone call was or the Skype call was supposed to start. He didn't stay down. He hit his head in the crib, started screaming bloody murder. So I had to go grab him, and he sat on my lap while I had my Skype interview. You know what? Sometimes. But it's for a children's press. So. And her three-year-old came in at the end, and she was like, it's all good. And I was like, thank you. Like, I didn't plan this, but here he is. And he just was like, blah, blah, blah. And then quiet. Yeah. And, like, snuggled against my arm and was just, like, chill. (laughs) And then his greatest pleasure right now is I unhook my mouse, because I have a wired mouse Mm. for my laptop. And then he clicks it while I scroll through things, so he must think that he's doing it. Yeah. So, like, we were doing some shit. It was okay, pretty funny. good. Um, the other thing is our brand new website is out for my editing business with Allison. Yay! So, um, as most of you have heard for the last year or so, um, Allison and I, um, our former co-host, is also an editor, and we decided to launch a business um, about a year and a half ago. Um, called Quail Run that was going to be editing services and um, proofreading and marketing mm-hmm. services and we could have we could recommend contractors for design and layout and cover design um, you know basically related to any publication not just books but primarily books right and we've been working with a designer here in town and traded some services and our brand new website is up so um, please go check out quailrun.co so instead of .com because they're running out of those um, the new one is .co, and it stands for company. So oh, it's cute. quailrun.co. Um, but it's beautiful. Um, it has everything we wanted on it. We each have our own separate like bio page, and then we're going to start a blogging page. But everything is on the front page, so you don't have to even click through the tabs at the front. If you scroll down, it's a gorgeous website. So we are booking... Um, editing services for January and February and March right now. So, so fun. if you participated in NaNoWriMo and you have um, part of a book or a full book that you're thinking you want someone to check out just to see what the next step is, um, we have options for manuscript evaluations. We have options for um, some editing services that, you know, cost a little bit less because there's, you know, anyway. So please go check out quailrun.co because I'm very excited. It's beautiful. It is quite it's beautiful. very beautiful. I love it so much. So 
Um, are you excited for... Okay, so again, this episode will come out on Thanksgiving, but let's... Like, we won't have actually had it yet. What are your plans for Thanksgiving? Well, on Wednesday, I'm going to make all the pies. And um, on Thursday... So Wednesday... Like, I don't know the timeline. I need to talk to her still. But Wednesday, Wendy and Larry are getting into town. And um, my aunt is actually hosting Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll all go down there. And my cousin from Seattle is coming. Um, so so we'll do all that. And, uh, you know, because I still temporarily work retail. Mm-hmm. I now start at 3 o'clock in the morning on Friday. <laughs> oh, my God. And I think it would be... I mean, it's going to be fine. Yeah, um, you'll get through it. You'll live. The The reason behind it is that, I'll just be 100% real, the online presence for Lowe's is complete crap. Mm. And so my store is trying to make the best of what they can with what they have and, uh, you know, so that shit doesn't get sold from under our online shoppers. Um, but that being said, like, still, it's... Lowe's. It's not true retail. It's not Target. Right. I don't have to show up at midnight or I think my last year at Target, I started at either 9 or 10 p.m. on Thursday and then stayed and because I was mid-management and whatever weird bullshit, I ended up staying there until like 3 in the afternoon. 2016, I started at 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving at Macy's and worked until midnight and then went home and slept and had three days off and my mom went I, and I went to the coast. Yeah. Last year on Thanksgiving, I worked at, or no, 2017, sorry, 2017 Christmas, I worked at the Amazon bookstore and started at 5 p.m. on Christmas as well, or I mean on Thanksgiving as well. And worked until midnight and then had the next couple days off. But I yeah. wanted to die. Yeah. So I'm not a very, so like... We're just going to say it I'm again. If you're Black please Friday shopping, nice. just be nice. Oh, please be nice to people. Now, on the flip side of that, like I said, I do work in retail. We are closed on Thursday at the bookstore. We are open 9 to 7 on Friday. Mm -hmm. No crazy hours. And we are having what we are calling Cozy Friday. So in the spirit of the Danish um, comfort, uh, whatever, called Hygge. Hmm. We are uh, offering apple cider and um, spice mold wine and um, coffee if you bring in like a refillable cup and um, an online discount, but you can have the things sent to the store so you can pick it up later. And then we are having tastings from a chocolate place, our tea supplier, um, a toffee place, and then one of our booksellers is making cookies, and I am bringing all the crochet things. Yep. So if you are looking for a homemade blanket or something else, come to Roundabout Books on Friday. I will be there from about 11 to 4 just because I can't stay there the whole day, but we are calling it Cozy Friday. So opt out of the Black Friday craziness and go to stores that either have their normal hours or... Or they're doing something special. They're doing special. something special. Like, we are really excited. I I need to finally buy a book on Huga because the thing with that is <clears throat> it. what they do a lot of times, too, is, like, on Christmas Eve, you get a book and you get a sweater as, like, a gift or the book mostly. And no one does anything else. And you go to bed and you read. Yeah. You read until Christmas. Like, you don't do all of this crazy stuff. You read a book. And, like, I have an edit due on next Saturday, so I'm going to be kind of crazy this week. But I would love to, like, put on uh, 
fleecy socks and lay in front of a fire and like read a book. Yeah. Oh, I would die for that right now. The other thing that's going on on Black Friday, um, and I'm pretty sure you can, they're calling it like opt out and um, Uh, you can get into REI started it a couple years ago. You can get into public lands for free. Mm-hmm. REI didn't start that. No, but they started, they really started promoting the hashtag like, go opt get, out. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, go do something with your family on Friday instead of shopping because those items are still going to be there. Right. Um, the other thing is we're not going to do Cyber Monday. We're doing Cider Monday and we're going to have free apple cider for everyone who comes in on Monday the 2nd. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday the 3rd, if anyone is paying attention, is called Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to do an ALS fundraiser on my um, Facebook page, but it's when um, uh, nonprofits ask for you to remember that they need the money just as much as um, for-profit retail stores do. So mm-hmm. please consider even giving, you know, $10 to a good nonprofit on Giving Tuesday. So the other thing that's happening on Friday that I might go, that we might go to is Bachelor's having a, a big party. Oh, are they? Is it pray for snow, or no, is it because there should be snow? It's because it's supposed to be opening weekend, right? And they're calling it opening weekend, right? Because we have no snow in Bend yet, and we're—I've been told by like Tuesday, Wednesday, but that would still be hard pressed for them to really open right. on Thursday, Friday. So what they're do—I don't know if they do this every year or or not—but they're like having music and a scavenger hunt and like family activities so um that's from 12 to 4 so i think what i'll probably end up doing is telling trevor to pick me up from work Mm. and then we'll just go yeah but yeah so i mean there are other options besides just playing giving money to the machine yeah and like i said all my christmas presents are basically here and done and yeah you know everybody else is getting like books or homemade things so so anyway happy thanksgiving and we will see you next week yeah bye bye